Welcome to Rose Radio. I'm your host, Marley Harris, and I'm here to talk to you about all things entrepreneurial, personal growth, and self-development with a side of spiritual woo-woo. I successfully turned my side hustle into a full-time career while traveling the world and living a life I've only dreamed of. I hope by listening to this show, I inspire all you little rosebuds to do the same. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Rose Radio. I just finished recording with Alyssa and holy shit, I am so excited for you guys to listen to this week's episode. I feel, well I said this in the episode, but I honestly feel like this couldn't have come at a better time. Um, Lately I've just been really struggling with productivity, keeping on top of everything, and not to mention like heaps of stress. So I am so happy I got to speak to Alyssa today. And honestly, after our episode, I've already been like doing some of the things that she said and have seen such a massive difference. This is an episode where she just freaking knowledge drops the whole time. There's so many gems. I'm definitely, definitely going to be re-listening to this, making notes, um... I just had so many questions for her and she really pulled through with like so many good insights and if you're listening to this right now and you're like, yes, I need help with like productivity, um, you know, just helpful tips on how to make your day more productive, how to manage your calendar, how to make more money doing this, please listen to this episode because I am shook. Um, she, Alyssa Coleman is a productivity strategist. Um, she works for creative entrepreneurs and is the founder of your most profitable quarter yet. She, I mean, she said that she used to procrastinate all the time, but she became obsessed with figuring out kind of like how the Oprah's, the Beyonce's, how they were really doing it all and running their empires. So Honestly, she became obsessed. She talks about it in the episode. And as soon as she figured out her business did a 180, and now she's basically teaching us, who are still in that mindset, how to get out of it. So this episode, okay, I'm like blushing and like obsessed with her now. <laughs> I mean, I always was, but, but after this episode, I'm like, wow, this really changed the game for me. So I hope you guys give it a listen and just take in as much information grab a pen grab a notebook grab your freaking calendar and take notes because this week's episode is mind-blowing i hope you like it if you do please 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 feel free to rate subscribe it helps me out so much it literally takes two seconds um but i'd be so extremely grateful so if you do i want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart but without further further ado, let's get into this week's episode. All right, welcome back everyone to this week's episode of Rose Radio. I am selfishly the most excited about this week. <laughs> um, I am interviewing Alyssa Coleman, productivity freaking guru. And I feel like this literally couldn't have come at a better time for me and everyone listening to this episode. Who doesn't need a freaking productivity up level in their life? So I'm so excited. I actually apologized to Alyssa before because I was like, I, I'm sorry if you're sick of talking about this, but I need to know everything. Um, <laughs> and I want Alyssa to kind of introduce yourself, share your story, how you got here. Um, I know I can't give the story justice, so I'd love for you to pop off with that and then I have so many questions (laughs) well thanks for having me I'm really excited and no I honestly don't think I could ever get sick of talking about productivity (laughs) and you're right like I feel like this year we're all in need of like intentional productivity and also like there's you know more than ever I think it's so important for us to like be able to focus on what actually matters. Cause there's so many things, like I think this year, so many of us are like realizing how many things outside of our business are like really important for us to be focusing on. So the time at our desk, like we need to be <laughs> on our game. Um, but yeah, so I am a productivity strategist. Like you said, I started out though as a nutritionist. So like 
way back in the day <laughs> when I first um, started online, I was a nutritionist and a yoga teacher. And what's cool is that I had a program. My first ever program was called the Healthy Entrepreneur. And I like I spec um, specified in what's called adrenal fatigue. So it's basically like designed for people who are like overworked, overstressed. And so entrepreneurs were kind of my like dream client. Yeah, like we all have adrenal fatigue, like see a nutritionist ASAP, you need to be on supplements. Um, but yeah, it was like the perfect um, program for entrepreneurs. And, you know, so I had some really cool clients in the entrepreneurial space, which was awesome. But I started to notice like in my own business, I was like, unbelievably unproductive like I had you know more clients than I could really keep up with my business was running me and it really got me to the point where like I wasn't making it to yoga class I wasn't taking care of myself I wasn't making like the money that I expected to be making considering I was literally at my desk day in day out like you know my old office like didn't even have a window in it and I just was like so knee deep in my business and I think this is probably like really common for so many new entrepreneurs to just like you dive in you start getting some traction and then it just kind of like takes over your entire life and yeah I had no processes no systems and I like was a major procrastinator and all that so I kind of thought I was just like doomed to be unproductive forever until you know one day I kind of like hit my own personal rock bottom and I was like okay I need to figure this out. Like I need to get my shit together. And so I kind of became obsessed with productivity. I was like, okay, what do I need to be doing as an entrepreneur to be really productive? Because what I kept finding about productivity was number one, everything that I read seemed like it was created for like the corporate world, like trying to get your employees to just like do more every day. Just like it felt very like masculine energy. And number two, it like personally, I'm a very like free spirited type person. The whole reason I started my business is I wanted to like do what inspired me and like not have a boss and all of that stuff and time management and productivity and all of that just like felt very restrictive to me. You know what I mean? I was like, no, like, I don't want to do any of that. Like, it sounds like, you know, that is, it wasn't like flowy to me. And so I wanted to find a way, you know, to make it actually work for me. So make it work for an entrepreneur and make it work for somebody who is free spirited, who doesn't like, you know, hard, like structure and deadlines and that just like, it almost felt like patriarchal energy, like coming at me. And I was like, no, we're going to like redefine this for the new wave of like female entrepreneurs. Long story short, I like became obsessed with productivity so much in my own business that I started actually talking about it with my clients who were entrepreneurs, right? Like they were stressed, they had adrenal fatigue, they were overworking, all of them, 100%, like all of them were, you know, high achievers, those type of women. So I started talking about productivity in implementing some of like the protocols that I was doing into what I was teaching them nutrition wise. And it was really cool. Like they started getting really awesome results, but then they started like saying, Hey, my friend saw like the calendar that you made for me, or like, Hey, my friend and I were talking about some of the productivity strategies that you and I were putting into place. You know, she doesn't want any of this nutrition stuff. Like, do you do anything like just productivity <laughs> and like being an entrepreneur? I was literally like, yes, of course that I do that. You know, <laughs> let me just send you over my invoice real quick. And so that was kind of like this turning point. I specifically remember the client who asked me, her name was Kayla. And I was like, um, yeah. And from there, like it kind of started to snowball. And I started working with more and more people in productivity. I really like developed my own strategies and like it, you know, has ampli amplified, you know, drastically from there. But that was really the turning point. In my case, I was quite lucky because I didn't have to, you know, um, like, I didn't have to pivot my business. It sort of pivoted and I just sort of rode the wave. And what happened is that I became, you know, so obsessed with talking about this new form of productivity that, you know, I just started booking more and more productivity clients and the nutrition stuff just sort of fell away. And it was just like an evolution, you know? Yeah. And I freaking love your story because I feel like the universe just showed up for you and was like, everyone needs help with this Alyssa please help them <laughs> Literally. and you're like okay I got this and you just went for it and I think you could have easily been like you know if you had been you know with a low self-worth or like low mindset around the fact like oh I don't know what I'm talking about with productivity like man whatever 
but you just like stepped into that and you were like yeah sure like just wung it and well maybe not <laughs> wung it but just were like you yeah, didn't have that you yeah. know service already but I think so many people have those opportunities but maybe don't recognize them as the opportunities that they are like everyone's like knocking at the door being like need you for this and you're like oh no like I can't do that but I think a lot of us need to realize that even though like that's maybe not our number one service it could eventually turn into something that's happened to you where it's like bigger and greater than you ever imagined so I think that's a really good lesson in your story totally and you know what I I I see this a lot with my clients where they're like, I'm actually struggling with this, so I can't teach this. But actually, I think the people who are struggling with it are sometimes the best teachers. Like I get procrastination. I get not wanting structure and like feeling that restriction in your business. So therefore, I'm like the best person to look for lazy ways to do things so that you can be more productive without like putting in more work. Like I'm the best person to see those opportunities. If I was just like a naturally productive person, I feel like it wouldn't be as effective because it's like people who just like are naturally like good sleepers, like talking to somebody who's like you know, has insomnia. They're like, yeah, just like, you know, close your eyes and that's it. <laughs> you know, if someone's insomnia is like, that's not going to work for me, man. <laughs> no, totally. And I love the point that you just said, because I truly believe that I can relate so much better to like coaches or people out there that are teaching what they teach if they've been through it. Yeah. I'm like so much more attracted to them. I feel like I trust them more. And if they been has been through it, then I'm like, okay, well, they understand how I feel. So their advice in that case is going to be more aligned. And they've also been through it and they're on the other side of it. So what the hell did she do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, that, yeah. So, well, thank you so much for sharing that. I love that story. And I just have a question. So I'm also in the case where like I have a new business idea and it's kind of actually no it's very different than my current business which is you know graphic design website design it was it's like a whole other ball game and I just want to know if you have any tips or advice like obviously you started and you're direct I mean for yours it seems very seamless but in case of like you were promoting on your Instagram about like nutrition adrenal fatigue like connecting with those clients how did you switch and like to productivity and were you worried that you were going to lose followers or, or have a disconnect with your audience because you were offering a different service in your case it is very aligned but was, is there anything around that that you have advice on yeah and actually um a lot of my clients have done this like I think in the entrepreneurial world it's pretty normal to just like want to wear a few different hats or like try you know different industries and stuff like that and what we find works incredibly well. And I did this kind of by accident, but a lot of my clients have done it now, um, you know, strategically is to take your audience along with you. Your audience wants nothing more than to be on your team. So if you start sharing like, Hey, I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think about that? Or, you know, I've been more interested in this lately and just kind of share behind the scenes and even share the parts that are messy. So, you know, I have one client who was um, developing a physical book and <laughs> it was like in production and stuff was happening during COVID. And she shared like that stuck at the border and like, you know, all of the craziness, not just the like perfect, beautiful parts of it, but like everything. And, you know, she got her audience to help her like choose the like fabric of the, you know, of the um, actual book and like all of that stuff. And her sales, when the books finally came in, were exponential. And I really do believe it's because people were on her team, right? Like they wanted her to win. So they were going to support her 100%. And it didn't seem, I think it's a great way to like make it not seem weird is if you just kind of share, like we're all allowed to have different interests, you know what I mean? Um, and so the more you share with your audience, I think the more they're willing to buy in when you do make that shift. And then strategically, like obviously have some things in place that you can start developing in terms of like specific sales funnels that direct people to that now. Um, and I think, yeah, you will lose some people who just like aren't, they're just here for health or whatever. Like they're just here for design. Um, but that's okay. Like, you know, your friend groups change as you evolve and like, well, that's just kind of how she goes. Um, but if that's the direction that you want to go in, I think 
you kind of just have to go all in, you know? No, that's amazing advice. And I also love what you said about, you know, sharing the journey. Because I know if I'm like thinking, like, for people that I follow who pivot, I don't really care necessarily about what they're selling. I follow them for them. So when it comes to like them offering new services, um, new products, whatever, I'm like always in. So that's really good advice and a really good reminder for people who are looking to pivot. I love the advice about sharing the journey because you're totally right. Um, People like love that. You kind of only want to share like when it's all perfect, you know? But it's like so much more valuable to share all the weird middle parts too. No, definitely. And I notice when I share at my like lowest points is when I get the most feedback, comments, reactions. And I feel like people just want to relate to you because like that stuff is obviously more relatable than like flying here, shopping here. It's like no one cares. (laughs) So I think it's a good reminder just to, you know, sharing the not always sharing the highlight reel to also share you know the real life shit that goes on because people (laughs) want a reminder that you're also normal and bad things happen to everyone because I know day to day when like I'm like in my business being like there's no one else you know (laughs) feeling how I'm feeling right now and then someone will post being like oh like this happened today this happened today like okay great I'm not alone in this because obviously everyone's always sharing like all the great things um, which is a perfect pivot actually, because I want to talk about obviously productivity, but I want to know how it can help in your life in terms of like mental health, you know, relieve stress, how it can affect your mindset physically. Like what did you notice in your body and in your clients, how, when they started focusing on improving their productivity, how it helped them in their day to day besides just obviously getting more work done? Yeah, no, it's like, it's, I mean, it's one of the most beneficial parts of being more productive is that you actually like almost get your life back. Um, At least in my case, and especially with a lot of my clients who I I generally work with people who are more like creative, more right brained like free spirit type people. Um, And because the thing is, you, your business can, like I said, start taking over your life, right? Like, even if it's even there's two things. One, you could like take your laptop with you to the couch and you're just like literally working from the time you wake up to like going to bed. You're never like really shutting off. You know, I know so many people who do that. That's exactly what I used to do. I was always like kind of working, but like never actually really productively working, you know? Um, and also, even if you don't take your laptop to bed with you or whatever, mentally, you're still thinking about like, oh my God, I still have that to do. And like, I forgot about this. And like, my next idea is this. And we almost never shut off. And I think especially having a digital business and especially if you're using social media for your business, like it's so easy for everything to kind of just like mesh into this weird, like, what's my life? What's my business? Especially if I'm like sharing my life on social. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. But basically, once you're more productive and once you have strategies and stuff like that in place that allow you to like have very clear boundaries on when you're at work, when you're off work, when you have, you know, specific strategies working for you in the background. So you don't always have to physically feel the like anxiety of needing to be there for your business or like just needing to get back to that client or like all of these things. You suddenly have so much more headspace for one. Two, you don't feel guilty when you're away from your desk. So like if I skip out and go to like a 3 p.m. yoga class, I'm not like, fuck, I should really be at my desk right now. What if someone emailed me? What if this? What if that? I don't feel like that at all. I know my business can run without me if I'm traveling, if I'm, you know, at yoga, if I'm just like feeling like shit that day and just don't want to open my laptop, like it's all going to be fine. And I think for my mental health, that was so huge. And it really gave me like a permission slip to be able to do these other things that actually light me up. And you know, once you're able to do those things, you have the headspace to do that, then you can, yeah, like make it to yoga class or like, you know, you start thinking about how to be, you know, able to actually leave your desk to eat lunch or like all of these things that actually end up improving your life instead of just being this like entrepreneur zombie, just like doing life while half working, you know? 
Yeah. Oh, I relate to every single thing that you said. I'm like, guilty. <laughs> yep. Guilty. Okay. Yes. Also guilty of that. <laughs> so it's good to know there's another side of it. Um, I actually want to know. So when you decided, okay, I've like decided I'm going to make a change. I'm going to be more productive. How long do you think it took you from that moment until you were like, okay, everything's running for me and I don't feel like a slave to my business? So I think it took me a little bit longer because I was kind of like, I feel like I was finding a new way, you know, like with my my clients don't take as long as me. For me, it took me about six months to go from literally hot mess express to having my first clients like booking into my client, into my calendar on autopilot. I like specifically remember the day I was in Portugal and I was like, you know, I was in this like shady little small town where there was no Wi-Fi and I had so much anxiety about it because I was like oh gonna be away from wi-fi for like two weeks and it was just like so shoddy I couldn't really check in and I finally like checked in and I had two notifications that two clients had like automatically booked in they had paid me they were in my calendar and like that was I just remember that was like a major turning point for me um knowing that like okay actually it's gonna be fine like you can just chill the fuck out and like enjoy your life you're you're here you're the whole point of starting your business was so that you could travel and work and like enjoy your life and not have a shitty boss and I was almost like being a shitty boss to myself you know um so do it enjoy it so for me it took me about like six months to get to that point but now my clients I I find in like within three months they can start being in this place like of having things working on autopilot for them having specific systems or like automation set up in their business so that they feel like everything's working even if they're away but also having the boundaries in their own calendar and like you know having a launch plan and stuff like that that just gives you so much like peace (laughs) peace of mind you know um in running a business and I hear a lot of people say like I suddenly I feel legit now I'm not just like winging it and like making it work which is like so good we have to do that I totally did that when I started my business but then at a certain point you've got to like level up and like you're not just make having a make it work moment anymore you're like actually running an empire and you're like I'm in charge of this and like it's running smoothly and it it feels you know it feels legit you know what's funny is like I think sometimes and this is definitely a wake-up call for me but when you're in the moment of like like you said, working from the couch from nine to nine or, you know, at the beach and just thinking about like, oh, shit, I really shouldn't be here. I need to do this, this, this. For me, to be honest, this feels normal to me. Like, I've always been like this and I built my business on the sense that I thought I'd just be working for myself. I never thought that I would be working with other people in my business. I never thought I'd be working with more than two clients. Like, when I started, (laughs) that was like, honestly, my mindset. So now that it is where it is, and I'm just kind of like making it work. And I think that all I know is actually to be hardworking, which is, sorry, I keep saying this, but the perfect pivot for my next question is that honestly, I feel like for me, I had this like, this block around the fact that I feel like I have to work hard in order to make money. And this is definitely something I was raised with. I would see my dad do it. I would see my mom do it. And so obviously um, I'm re like redoing those patterns. And yeah. Yeah. And it's like childhood trauma. <laughs> Gotta work on that. But in my, and I'm, I'm aware of it now. So I'm trying to make changes, but I know, and I know for a lot of people listening, they were told like money doesn't grow on trees. You have to yep. work really hard to make a lot of money. Um, So definitely I have those beliefs like subconsciously. So I see myself working really hard above and beyond more than I have to in order to justify making money. So do you have clients like what what portion of productivity do you think is actually mindset? Yeah, so it's a it's honestly a pretty big portion. I had the exact same limiting belief as you. That was my number one block, and it still comes up at every level. Um, and for me, it was literally you have to work really hard, and even then, you're just gonna get by. But like you know, people who are you know in integrity and respectable people work hard to make a living, right? And that was like a major 
block that I needed to make to to shift. And I the way that I personally do it is with what I call morning lines. And so I basically like detention style write out my affirmations as if it's like lines. Like I don't know what it's like in Australia, but like do did you ever have to do that? Like stay in like in detention and like write out like I will not chew gum or whatever. Oh wait, this is so funny. I'm actually Canadian. So I'm oh. from Canada. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I also grew up in Canada, but everyone thinks I'm from Australia because if you've just met me in this period of my life, it looks like I live here. Yeah. No, I'm from Canada. I just moved to Australia because I don't like winter. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. It's like getting to be like pretty shit here already. <laughs> okay, but so yes, know, I know exactly like, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, 100%. So I write out my morning lines and these actually came about because of that exact limiting belief that you're talking about. So my personal, like first limiting belief that I needed to get over was I thought that people didn't want to pay me. Like I thought when I told people my price, they were like, like, no, like, I don't want to do that. And it felt bad asking for money, which is like fucking crazy, but that's just how so many of us grow up. Right. Um, and yeah, anyway, I could go off on that, but like, so the way that I like figured out these morning lines, here's what I do. I basically, number one, write the, um, you know, the positive opposite of that thing. So that feels really good. So for me, my positive opposite was people fucking love to pay me and it felt so good to write it, but I didn't totally believe it yet. Right. So then the next step is I had to like, look for, proof that this was true and I think this is where like for me affirmations never really worked it just felt like I was looking in the mirror and just like talking bullshit to myself being like you are a millionaire and like the mirror was like okay <laughs> like uh, tell okay. me <laughs> yeah it was like a straight up lie um it was like no you're not um so I had to look for proof like what were some examples of like people actually loving to pay me so like you know when you when I would like look after my um little cousin and like somebody would my you know my aunt would like pay me and be like thank you so much for doing this like she loved literally paying me like 40 bucks or whatever to like watch her kid um and like other examples of that of when people actually love to pay me and then even then like you know it still feels a little crazy to write people fucking love to pay me but I just literally wrote it every single morning on a piece of paper like Bart Simpson on the chalk bar chalkboard um, until I believed it. And now what you'll notice, it's absolutely fucking crazy. People will start saying things to me like, oh my God, I love, you know, every single time, like I get your invoice, I love it because I know that our call is coming up or, you know, a client would say to me, like, you're worth way more than what you're actually, what like you're charging right now and things like that. And so now like I 100% believe like people love to pay me. And that was like a major, major shift. Um, and so you know, shifting that um, mindset is always the first thing in productivity. But I think you brought up a really great point before, which is that especially, I don't know, maybe it's especially for entrepreneurs, I'm not sure, but we start to be so accustomed to like working hard um, that we almost start looking for the hard way to solve our problems. So you might notice yourself doing this when like a problem comes up since we're entrepreneurs, we're like, no problem. I can fix this. Like I'll find a solution, even if it's hard and I got to do these workarounds and I'm suddenly going to learn how to code tonight because like that's normal. And I have Google. <laughs> it's like no problem. Right. But instead, oh my God, my phone like thinks I'm talking to it. Cause I said Google. Um, but <laughs> we actually almost have to like retrain our minds to look for, um, what I call the lazy way. And I always ask myself, like, you know, how can this be easy? And I think that was like a major trigger for me because I was like, no, like running a business is not easy. Like if it was easy, I'd be, you know, a millionaire, like in my first six months, like it, and it was like a trigger for me. Um, and so that was like a major, like kind of red flag where it's like, oh, why is this so triggering for you when people are like, oh yeah, like money flows to me or like, it's easy. Um, and so retraining that 100% is like the first, um, step to productivity. Otherwise you'll keep looking for the hard way instead of like the simple way. Okay. All this advice, I'm like going to re-listen, write down everything. <laughs> like I'm obsessed. I actually have a question. So in terms of like the trigger, like reformatting money comes to me easily. Would you do that in the same way with the morning lines? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I do. So now I don't write that one out anymore. The like people fucking love to pay me because like I'm over it. I I know, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know you love to pay me. Like, just go ahead and do it already. Um, Which like, it's so funny because when I first started writing those lines, like I would never, I would be like mortified if anybody like knew that I was writing people fucking love to pay me. Uh, Because I thought it was like, I thought it was bad for like, having that thought or like wanting that to be my reality you know um but now yeah isn't that funny but now I'm like yeah like people love to pay me um because you if you create a sick service then people should love to pay you like it should be enjoyable for people to give you money because you're going to give them something epic on the other side right anyway point is whatever's coming up for me I, I always have new lines so like right now um, I personally, I just like bought a new house. I've like got, you know, I'm like in the middle of like expensive renovations, like all, a lot of stuff is changing in my home life and my business. And so I'm doing a lot of like abundance, um, lines right now about like money coming in and money going out. And so like, it depends, it totally depends on like what's going on in my business and life, but I always have, like, I do my morning lines every damn day. <laughs> okay. And I'm like so specific. So how many lines would you say? Or does it just kind of depend day to day? I always say like fill a page. So I just like fill a page of my lines. And sometimes if I'm like, so for example, if I'm about to do something like big, you know, or like if I'm about to speak on stage in front of a lot of people and I'm like, your shit is coming up right now, girl. Like I will go in and I'll do like two pages and I'll do it in the morning and before bed. And it, it it's so crazy because it's so simple, but it, works but you have to like pay attention to what you're writing you can't do like I don't know if you did this but like if I had detention I would do like people 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 like you know you like write you don't write out the sentence people love to pay me you'd be like people 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 love 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 do you know what I mean <laughs> you can do that. that's effective <laughs> I feel like that's kind of productive <laughs> <laughs> that's what I used to do <laughs> um you can't do that no you have to like write out the sentence and like believe it Okay, I love this. And you know what's so weird? As I feel like whenever I write something down, it comes true. Um, I don't know what's going on there. I know it's like the claim. I actually know exactly what's going on, but it still freaks me out every time. And I'm actually going to try this because right now, every morning, I write down five things I'm grateful for. And then I just do some like money affirmations. So I'll be like, I'll just write down, I love money. Money loves me. I'm a magnet for money money flows to me easily like random shit but I feel like having one intention and writing a whole page of it is powerful so I'm gonna try that and I will report back to you when I've hit my million (laughs) okay report back and you know what I've done it for like a lot of different things too like I found in some of my old journals like I used to write out like my clients effortlessly make 10k months or something like that like I would write lines almost for my clients you know like it wasn't for them it was for me I wanted to be so powerful that my clients were effortlessly making 10k and you know now like it's easy for my clients to make 10k actually it's crazy I just was looking through your podcast and I saw you had the title of your podcast with one of my clients Katie is called how to leave corporate and make 10k month and I was like these freaking lines work man like it's it's really cool to see it like come to fruition like that okay yes and I feel like I could go on tangent about this forever but I'm gonna keep the conversation moving on part two <laughs> we could put on like a manifestation yeah. hole, but let's keep let's keep rolling <laughs> yes because everyone knows I'm obsessed with this um okay so I was listening to a pod I was doing a little research on you obviously before mm-hmm. you came on and I was listening Gosh. to a podcast that you're being interviewed on and you told this story and I loved it so much and I tried to explain it to my boyfriend and he's like what the hell are you even saying (laughs) because I couldn't explain it at all the way you did like the way you described it and told the story and like the productivity hack behind it basically it made so much sense in my head but then I tried to explain it and he's like I actually don't know what you're talking about so I'm like okay I'm going to need to listen to please um, tell this again to share with my audience because I think it was so beneficial. And for me, I'm like, I'm already doing this. So you were talking about how you plan out your calendar as Beyonce, Alyssa, basically <laughs> your higher self, because yeah. every day it's hard to show up as your higher self. So if you already had programmed in your calendar, 
and you're kind of like working for your higher self that's your boss in this case and they're telling you what to do from your higher self then each week you're not you don't have the ability to you know jump down to that lower self of like low vibe self like oh I don't really feel like doing that today it's already programmed in your calendar so can you please talk us through this strategy and where this came from because this is maybe my favorite thing ever yes okay 100% like I absolutely so I like live and die by my calendar like number one productivity hack if you could take away anything like get a sick calendar yesterday it will absolutely transform your business um, and not just like, you know, your ca- your clients are booked into your calendar, like your calendar should be the thing that guarantees you hit your goals that you set at the beginning of the year. And the way to do that, I personally think that you should like separate your business and like separate yourself as the entrepreneur into a few different roles. So number one, you want to, you want to like dream and like have these like cool ideas. Like that's what entrepreneurs like thrive on right like we're all idea people we've got like seven businesses and like 27 million dollar ideas in our notebooks like we got ideas for days so you want to dream you know as this uh, um, entrepreneur but then the next step is to plan like a ceo so this is where beyonce version of Alyssa comes in she plans her calendar um you know when i'm in my like the best version of myself, which I call like Beyonce version of me, which is like, she's on fire. Like she fucking knows what she wants and she's going to set a plan to go ahead and go get it. And like, we all have those days, right? Where we plan things out. We're like, yeah, I'm going to fucking make 30 K this month. And here's what's going to happen. I'm going to get this many new leads. This is what's going to happen. This is the launch. And we can plan that out. But then what happens is then you get to your desk and you now have to do the work and you're like, oh, like I'll get to that. Or then you, you know, you procrastinate or then your limiting beliefs come up or like then you're PMSing, like whatever it is. So what I think is you plan as the CEO and then you show up and execute as an employee. So I employee Alyssa show up to my desk every single day and I'm literally just like yes master Beyonce (laughs) I'll do whatever my calendar says and that's it I don't have the like employee version of me does not have the opportunity to like change strategies come up with a new plan like even the employee does not go to webinars and decide to like shift the whole like structure of her business absolutely not like I view myself when I'm here from Monday to Friday as the employee and I want to act like the employee that Beyonce would want me to be right and so it's like not um going on social it's not changing the plan it's not deviating from what's in my calendar obviously like life happens and like regular things you know happen that you have to move stuff but overall the plan for how I'm going to hit my targets um is followed every single day by the employee version of me oh like can we just take a moment that really (laughs) speaks to me (laughs) and okay I also okay a couple things I low-key love this because then I'm like in competition with myself I'm like Monica Geller I'm like I need to be in competition with myself like like, that's what really gets me so hearing this I'm like oh my god yes because obviously like you and most entrepreneurs I'm like oh yeah I have this business idea okay I have this business idea and I'm not kidding you I already have three business ideas already like in my head so having this a way to you know put those plans in action where it's not just me talking about it and me thinking about it it's okay now I can actually put that into action so each day I'm dedicating some time to that instead of like oh tonight I kind of have some time but I don't really now I can focus on that it's like no and okay so two specific questions what calendar do you recommend like is I use google calendar is that something that you like or you like no what the hell are you doing do you like paper what's what's your go-to cal 100% google calendar I'm like team google all the way um it's yeah I think it's personally the I personally think it's the best one. Um, But I also like when I'm in like Beyonce mode, I do print off paper calendars and kind of like I when I'm in planning mode, I usually like to be on pencil and paper. And then, you know, before I finish, I'll like go and put that all into my calendar. But I feel like it's more dreamy to be pencil and paper, like working out numbers, like figuring out your dates. So I always have like printed off 
physical calendars and then I, I highlight them and like change it 700 times um, until it's set in stone. And then it's in, when it's in my calendar, it's like pretty much nothing really moves around once it's in there. I feel like I would get the biggest boner looking at your calendar. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I need to see this. <laughs> this is the thing. Like I'm telling you, I used to ask people like, you know, I would go to networking events and stuff. And like, I had this friend who was kind of a bigger deal entrepreneur. Like I was just starting out and she like had like, you know, influential friends and she would take me to networking events with her. And I swear to God, I would embarrass her because I would ask like her friends and stuff like, so what does your calendar look like? And I would ask people and everyone like, honestly, like they, I look, I felt like a pariah. Like everyone thought I was so weird. And they'd be like, what? Like nobody ever showed me their calendar. Like if someone asked me now, I'd be like, here it's like my pride and joy but I used to ask people to look at their calendars because I just like needed to know and nobody it was like a secret no one wanted to tell me what they were doing every day and it's probably because they had no fucking clue what they were doing every day like now thinking back exactly. you know? um but yeah I know I love looking at a good calendar it's actually like therapeutic <laughs> yeah <laughs> and what day of the week do you do this or do you do this at the beginning of the month or both so yeah, I don't always, okay, I'll tell you what I do. So number one, I plan like before the beginning of the year. So usually like around November, I'm in next year planning mode. I'm already, to be honest, like right now, starting to already think about the new year. I kind of have like a loose idea of what it's going to be, but I do my hard plan in November and I go deep. I also use something called, um, what is it actually called? I think it's just called Desire Mapping by um, someone called Danielle Laporte. She's actually Canadian too, um, but she's really cool. And she, like the question that she asks is, how do you want to feel? So you basically like figure out like, what do I want to feel next year? Instead of just like, what are my goals for next year? And I personally find that like really powerful because I, I have the tendency to be like, okay, I want to have this, like I want to hit this target. I want to get this, like I want to buy this house. Like, you know, it's easy to set those kind of goals, but it's like, why? why even bother? So then she asks you like, okay, do you want to feel like powerful? Do you want to feel influential? Do you want to feel abundant? Do you want to feel feminine? Do you want to feel flowy? Whatever. Right. So I do that in November. And then, so I plan for the whole year. Then, um, I do quarterly planning and monthly planning. So at the beginning or like at the end of every quarter, I plan for the next quarter. And at the end of every month, I plan for the next month. So month planning is like pretty easy once you've done your year plan and your quarter plans, but it's always good to go back and, you know, rejig your numbers, see where you're at, like check in with your target where you are and also like check in with like any of your project goals for the quarter. And then the only thing I do weekly is just kind of like a rejig of my calendar. So I'll just kind of like on um, Fridays before I leave my desk, I'll just look over at the next week and be like, okay, what's coming up? Like, where do I need to, you know, if my to-do list is like getting a bit long, you know, you've got like stuff kind of like lingering on there. I put those things into my calendar for the next week. Like, okay, you need to, you know, do those webinar slides from Monday, you know, on Monday from this time to this time and like stuff like that. So that takes me maybe like 20 minutes max. Um, but that's in Beyonce mode. And again, it's like, okay, when it's in my calendar, I really can't push it off. And if I do, I'm very strict. Like I, I don't work Fridays. So if I'm like pushing, 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 and like stuff is ending up on Thursday, I'm like, I got to fucking handle this because, you know, if I moved it from Monday to Tuesday and Tuesday to Wednesday, I just like got to get it done before the next week. Otherwise my boss will be pissed. (laughs) Beyonce is not going to show up. (laughs) Not chill. Okay. That sounds, yeah, I love that. And honestly, I totally respect your level of organization and commitment to yourself. Um, I think at the end of the day, being productive is basically just committing to yourself and your goals and showing up for that every damn day and making it happen. I actually had a question at the end of this, but I'm going to ask you now. It's like, is it too soon to start thinking about New Year's goals, like New Year's resolutions? Like, okay, because I am like already like thinking about next year, like 2021, let's do the damn thing. So like you said, so you answered my question. So in November is when you start um, planning out the next year. So that's really good advice for anyone listening. Yeah. And honestly, like the people who are making big things happen in January, obviously have been working on them for, you know, a month or two months at least before then. So if you've got big things planned for January, get to work. (laughs) Okay, great. Everyone listening, get to work. (laughs) Um, Okay, so my next question is actually around outsourcing. So 
At what point, I'll just tell you my backstory, is that I have a couple people on my team now, and I it just came to the point where I just didn't have time for it anymore, so it's more service based stuff that I can outsource, but I'm at this point where I'm so busy that I have this block around, you know, it's like I want to train someone, but then I don't even have time to train someone, so then I just mm-hmm. do, end up doing it myself, but I don't have time to waste doing it myself anymore, and if you're in that case, like, what would you suggest to people? Because I know a lot of people are super busy, but they don't have the time to train someone, da, 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 like I just said. So is that the point that you outsource or and how important do you think outsourcing is? So 100%. I, I had a problem outsourcing, too. Um, I just felt like I was going to lose money. Like, you know, I felt like my margins were going to shrink, um, which is true. Like your margins will get smaller, but your quality of life will like increase you know, so much. Um, so, but what I now believe is like, as soon as you have even like, you know, as soon as you have any disposable income, like you need to reinvest that into a team member before you think you're ready. Even if that team member is working like, three hours a week or like two hours a week, you know, Um, but start getting someone on your team because once you have them, it starts to become like addictive. Like now every single um, time I'm doing like quarter planning, I'm like, what, what else can I outsource? What else can I take off of my plate? Uh, Because I really value having that like white space and freedom in my calendar. Like that's a a big um, value for me. And so you know, doing that will prevent you from getting to the spot that you're in right now, where it's literally like, I don't even have time to train this person, but I have a solution for you. So what I recommend is, (laughs) is to find someone. So first of all, you've got to find the person and like, they don't have to be like my philosophy on hiring, which like, I don't know, I'm no expert on it, but my personal philosophy is like, just find someone who you vibe with. (laughs) That's like, put that on (laughs) the job application. But like, I've hired a lot of people who like technically have the skills that I need, but then we don't like, we don't like vibe together. And then it's just, it never works out. Whereas if you have someone where you're like, you're cool, I feel like you and I can like get on the same page and like, you know, we have similar, I don't know, I feel like your audience is fine to just be like, you got to have like the same energy as people, you know, and you you got to like, I don't know, you got to have good vibes from them. So find someone who you get a good vibe from, then you're still going to do the jobs that like need to be done over the next like two or three weeks, but you're going to record every single time you do it. So like get, use, you know, Loom or whatever you do to like record your screen. But as you're doing it, you're literally recording yourself and you're like, here's what I'm doing. Here's why I'm doing it. And then it's their job within those first like two weeks or whatever to create an SOP or a standard operating procedure for everything that you do. So let's say the first thing you do, like what are a couple things that you're like, I kind of need someone to do this, but I don't have time to train them. How long do you have? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so definitely my emails, um, getting yep. into my emails, just responding to stuff that I don't need to be responding to. There's a few procedures in my business that I just like mindlessly like, yeah, like start this workflow, you know, add them to Asana, tag them in within Asana, stuff like yep. that. Totally. So yeah, you're just basically going to keep doing that, but be like, Hey, I'm going through my emails right now. And I just want to take you along with me. Here's what I generally look for. Um, you know, I'm looking out for people who need a response ASAP. Then I'm looking for all of my clients and here's the type of thing that my clients usually message me once they do, here's how I put them into a sauna. And then it's this person's job. Like they should be kind of an organized person in general, but it's this person's job to like start taking notes and be like, Hey, step one, log in, (laughs) you know, step two, look for this, step three, look for this, then this, then that. Um, And then they're kind of learning while you're getting the work done. And then the next time you can say, hey, you have the standard operating procedure for, um, you know, checking in on all of my emails. Do you feel confident to like take the reins next week? And then you give them a try. And yeah, they're not going to do it right on the first time. And we can't expect this like level of excellence. Or maybe you can, I don't know, like, if I was to hire someone in corporate, I guess I would, but in my experience, it's best to just like be a little, you know, 
have a little bit of grace. And you guys will kind of find your groove, especially I find a lot of times I give instructions and I'm like, oh yeah, I actually didn't explain like the 20 reasons that I do these things. So now let me go into more detail. Like here's how it works. And then, you know, it takes a little bit of a little bit more time, but then you don't have to actually, um, you like find the perfect person who already knows how to do all of these things and then train them. You're just kind of like bringing them along for the ride, you know? Okay, again, slow freaking clap because (laughs) when I bring on people, I find myself like hectically making Loom videos and then like, and then like going back and then realizing I missed something. So the next two weeks, I'm going to dedicate to Looming everything. Also, side note, if no one knows what Loom is, it's a way to record your screen and it's actually life changing. Um, It's free. It's so great. It's free. I don't know how it's free. Not on one. Stay free, please. (laughs) Um, and I'm just gonna like literally record everything that I do and I found myself myself creating the SOP so I'm like standard standard operating procedures so I'm like that is freaking genius thank you love that um <laughs> and speaking of just Lou, list of, like top things that you hate doing or like that you're ready to stop doing and then um you know prioritize those in like first when you're making your looms yeah I'm like, I already know like 1200 I'm going to make first. <laughs> um, speaking of Loom though, what are your favorite productivity go-to like applications that we can start using today? Okay. I could probably do this forever. So number one, I'm, I, I know you mentioned Asana. I'm a Trello girl. I'm like obsessed with Trello. That's my go-to project management tool. Um, I love Loom. I use Zoom for all of my like client calls, which is also free, but even the next version, which I forgot how much it is, but it's not too much. Um, You know, I have the upgrade version and I run all of my webinars through there. I also use a tool called Zubtitle, which puts like captions on all of my videos and I'm obsessed with it. It's like 20 bucks a month and it's sick uh, because nobody watches videos with sound anymore because we're all like just getting lazier and lazier as the days go on. Um, so I love that. And the other one that I'm, um, wait, what was I just gonna say? Oh, the other thing that I'm loving is um, K2. One, later.com for scheduling all of my uh, Instagram and I schedule my, my stories and everything, which I love. But also, I've just recently started using this tool called Meet Edgar, which is like a social media um, scheduler. But it's it's like, honestly, it's fucking mind-blowing. Like the, the person who created it was like an absolute genius. But what it does is like you upload your content into there and it recycles it for you. So you like create all these different kind of like folders. So you, let's say you have like a video folder or let's say you have a folder all about like freebies and you have a folder all about, um, you know, podcast episodes then all you have to do is say to the scheduler like hey every monday post to facebook my facebook group and um twitter and like whatever all the places that you want to post to one of my old blog posts and it like randomly recycles your old content and it's just like i don't know it's fucking mind-blowing so like every single week we have 55 pieces of content going out 100% on autopilot like I don't look at it it just like takes my old content and recycles it and if you have new people coming into your audience all the time it's such a sick way to just like you know have your stuff continue to work for you so you don't feel like you constantly have to create more and more and more and more and more every single week oh my god I think I just drooled on my laptop honestly I'm on the edge of my seat about this I'm gonna like download it right after and we'll put everything in the show notes um, I also love all of those apps. Um, I'm trying to think of some that you mentioned, but if I think of anything, like those are like sure actually the high level best ones. Yeah, I'm sure there's so many more, but those are kind of my, yeah, my like go-tos. Okay, those are great. Um, and then in terms of like, I love just like one or two tips of like, just something that for anyone listening who's like, okay, right, I just listened to this episode. I clearly need to get my shit together. Um, me, but <laughs> what are like some things that we can start today 
just for making like just small changes that will you know i'm all about like consistency small changes make big results what are some things that we could just do today that will help us be more productive in our business or even just life yeah i think the first thing like i said is getting that calendar in play and even if it's like your calendar looks a little bit crazy when you first start because you like maybe you're like marley and you have like way too many things that you're still doing and you're like oh so when i schedule these all into my calendar i have to work from like 7 a.m to 9 p.m from monday to sunday to 2025 Um, (laughs) but like that's so good right like it's such a i find a lot of times like when i first start it's a major wake-up call because my clients are like oh yeah fuck like i don't this is why i don't have a life right now um And then slowly, you know, starting to go through that um, calendar and start looking for things that, okay, what's the next thing I want to delegate? Or what's the next thing that I want to automate? Or what's the next thing that like, I notice I'm doing this every single day. I'm spending like an hour and a half on social throughout the day, like posting stories. I just want to not do that anymore. So like how, when am I going to schedule? And it really starts to like get you into this new headspace. And like I said, it gets you like, you know, seeing your business from this more structural point of view. And once you do that, you're able to have so much more freedom. What I actually have found throughout this process is that the more structures, automations, systems you have in place in your business, those things all before like sounded so terrifying and like awful to me. But the more that you actually put in your business, the more it ends up becoming like this safety for you where you now have more freedom you're more able to be creative you're more able to like go after new ideas because you're not like oh shit am I like am I being hasty in doing this or am I being like flaky or leaving other ideas like half-baked no because you know okay I actually have time to invest in that new idea in March of 2021 or like whatever it is you have such a clear plan that you're able to be more creative and more like um yeah, just like, like go more on the whims that you're inspired with because you have more white space in your calendar because you have more freedom and you know, okay, actually right now in my calendar, it says, you know, brainstorm or right now on my calendar, it says like spend two hours working on that new idea that you're not even planning to do until 2022 or something like that. But when you have those structures, you're actually able to be more of a free spirit in my, in my experience, instead of all the time being like, ah, shit, like the more I think about this, the more I should actually be doing, you know, something else right now. You know what I mean? I feel lighter (laughs) just hearing you say that. I'm like, yes. Um, I think I need to talk to you after this. (laughs) Um, Well, okay. This has been so freaking good. This is honestly, seriously, one of my favorite episodes. I feel like you just provided so much value to the audience i know i'm personally gonna re-listen to it oh my god wait i brought this to the episode to show you i just oh. bought a life planner oh my god i love I it i thought you'd be proud it. of me yes it's from kmart which is this store in australia which is literally my favorite store in the entire world and it's the best thing i've ever seen so basically every day it's a to-do list with your top three priorities like a list with check boxes and there's two boxes to do later and then what I'm loving today and then you have on the other side notes meeting and ideas because like I said every day there's like a thousand ideas going on in my head so if I just write them down I won't forget about them which is very um, effective and yeah so I just bought this yesterday five (laughs) dollars and we'll see how that goes um but yeah Yeah. thank you so much yeah oh my god I it's actually embarrassing and I travel with all of them. So I'm always overweight. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on this week's episode. This has been so amazing. I'm sure everyone listening is like, Alyssa, where do we find you? How do we work with you? How do I stalk you? Please give us all the details on where we can find you. Okay. Yes, definitely stalk me. That's every like entrepreneur's dream for some <laughs> reason. Um, you can find, so my website's alyssacoleman.ca and on Instagram, I'm at alyssacoleman.ca. You can stalk me there. Um, I actually have a free, um, like training on creating your calendar. So I'll send you the link if you want to add it, you can check that out. Like 
I'm just all about get your calendar in play, people. Like, I'll give you the tools to it for free. Um, and you can, yeah, like get your shit together before 20. Like, I feel like this is the year that so many of us are like, okay, I'm like taking stock, taking notice, noticing the things that I want to shift and change. And, um, you know, in on a grander scheme, but also like on a personal level and in my business, I've been doing the exact same thing. Like what no longer serves me or like, what do I want to look at in a new way? And I feel like now's the time, get it in 2021. It's going to be like whole new world, right? <laughs> yes. I'm like so fired up about this. Like I'm watching the training later. <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> upgrading every app that I have. Um, yeah. Well, this has been, like I said, like transformational for me. And it's, I think it was the kick in the butt and the sign from the universe that I'm like, okay, this is the time I need to work on this. And yeah. no longer am I, you know, getting pissed off at myself for working from 10 to 10 or you know, <laughs> not, not 8 to 10. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on this week's episode. Like I said, if you want to, you know, connect with Alyssa, I will leave all of her details below. So it'll all be the link in the bio. Um, and if you like this week's episode, let me know. But yeah, Alyssa, thank you so much. I'm so grateful you came on this week's episode. And I'm so excited to learn from you further. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. Honestly, this is like effortless. I love podcasts like this. Okay, amazing. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye.